In this installment, Jimmy Dean Keene has left the swamp bar where he and Caroline A. Bear Guidry had an awkward, uncomfortable encounter with her mother in the parking lot. They've driven out a bit into Livingston Parish in the countryside surrounding Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Jimmy's pulled his car up on a dirt road that runs through a cane field and dead ends by some trees on the edge of the bayou. They're pretty well alone out there. No sounds but some birds occasionally. Sometimes an airplane flying overhead. Caroline is sitting on his lap, kind of distracted. She's not acting openly traumatized or even necessarily sad. Just a bit lost in her thoughts and not as focused on or completely into Jimmy as she usually is in these situations. They're both wearing their matching sunglasses, smoking a joint together. Yeah, I pretty much sobered up right away. <laughs> and now they're sitting silently, peacefully. He's not ignorant, oblivious, or even unsympathetic to the fact that she's affected in some way by having an unpleasant conversation with her own mom after a period of estrangement. But he also wants to cheer her up again, make her happy. You know, I got a pretty weird relationship with all of my moms, come to think of it. Oh, my biological one, Jimmy Keen's mom, and Dyla too. So, don't think you're alone in that, and I'm not judging you. Okay, good. Thank you. I'm not judging you either. Well, you can a little bit, because in my case, it's at least a little bit my fault. But that's a whole other conversation, probably. <laughs> Caroline rests her forehead against the side of Jimmy's head. Takes a drag off the joint. Beckons him to turn his face towards her, so he does. They share a little bit of the smoke. You know I'm not trying to blame you. I'm not trying to find fault. You're very generous. He gently rubs the back of her neck. Now listen, if you want to roll up there, we'll visit her one of these days. You'll have me for backup. We'll keep it nice and cordial, short and sweet. Make her happy for a minute, and then we'll get out of there. It'll be great. As great as we can make it. That's generous of you too, Jimmy. Jimmy looks at Caroline, who looks very sincere. I'm sorry you had to see that. It's embarrassing. Don't sweat it. I've seen a lot more embarrassing shit. Uh I'm not upset. Okay. Thank you. He rubs the back of her neck again. They continue chilling out. After they've sat there for a bit, she's relaxed even a bit more. 
kind of cuddled up to him with her face nuzzled against his. She gently strokes the back of his neck, and he starts to think he might end up getting some action in after all. It's just a bonus. Like, the cherry on top. But I like it. If I got served a Sunday without that cherry on top, I'd be asking for the cherry. But he doesn't say that out loud or push it. And then his window of opportunity closes anyway because a car passes on the main road. Caroline sees it first. She turns to look at it. Then Jimmy hears it. Caroline discreetly, carefully slides off his lap into the passenger seat in a manner that will hopefully not look conspicuous from the road. As she's sliding into the seat, she says, Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <sighs> All right. Look innocent if you can. Well, let's try. And it's a good thing they do, because the car turns onto the dirt road behind them, pulls up, and it's a police cruiser. It doesn't hit the siren or anything, but it hits the dome light once. <sighs> Jimmy is annoyed. Tries to keep a lid on it. He looks over at Caroline, who looks back at him. She's a lot better at keeping certain things off her face. She does look very innocent, but very knowing. They're implicitly, but very obviously, co-conspirators in this. The endeavor of getting this cop to go away without bothering them. The cop makes them sit there for a minute, but not too long. Jimmy studies him in the rearview mirror. Can't see his face too clearly, but there's only one guy in the car. It seems like he's writing something. Then he gets out of the cruiser, walks over to the passenger side of Jimmy's car, and Caroline brightens up, turns over her shoulder to look at the cop. Woody! Well, I'll be. The cop keeps it professional. But he doesn't look unhappy to see Caroline, either. What brings you back to this corner of the world? Oh, I'm taking somebody on a tour. Caroline gestures to Jimmy, turns to him, and to his surprise, she looks absolutely delighted. Jimmy Keene, this is Detective Burt Woodrow. Caroline turns back to the cop. You're still a detective, right? All the clues are there. This dude's wearing a suit, the standard-issue cop aviator sunglasses, and a badge, which he points to. Even though he's far enough away, they can't actually read what it says. You mean the sheriff hadn't promoted you yet? Woody, this is Jimmy Kane. Bert Woodrow studies Jimmy, who certainly cannot muster up the same excitement or delight to see him. Afternoon. Jimmy only doesn't roll his eyes because he has fixed them upon Detective Bert Woodrow in such a way that his annoyance at this interruption in his day is very apparent. 
even as he says, So, officer, what can I do for you today? You need to see my license and registration. Detective Woodrow does not react, except to say, Sure, decent place to start. <sighs> Jimmy looks surly. He's not outright grimacing, but he doesn't try to hide his sense of inconvenience either. Caroline slowly looks at him, but if he reads her expression, he's apparently unable to stop himself behaving like this. Slowly raises both of his hands to shoulder height, palm out, while he stares at Detective Woody the whole time. I'm going to go for my... Jimmy raises up so he can reach into his back pocket, pull out his wallet, flip it open, hold it out, displaying his driver's license. Carol, do you mind going in the... Sure. She also holds her hands out, palm up. Woody just waves at her to get on with it. He's not worried she's going to pull a weapon out of somewhere, and she doesn't. To everyone's relief, there's nothing in the glove compartment other than Jimmy's registration for the car. He knew that. The other two didn't. Nonetheless, Caroline never acted like she expected to find anything else in there. She just keeps smiling innocently. Jimmy doesn't let up with his over-it look while Detective Woodrow looks over his paperwork. The detective studies him briefly, then says, You mind getting out of the car for me? You gonna make me walk the line? <sighs> Jimmy gets out, closes the car door behind him, trying to be casual but not doing a great job. He's not angry enough to slam it, but he's not chill enough to gently close it either. <clears throat> He saunters towards the detective, practically strutting. Caroline looks at him and thinks of a banty rooster. It's like he's taken his usual self, his sense of self-possession and confidence, and dialed all of that up to 11, then kept cranking it even a little bit towards 12. Still looking the detective in the eye, he starts putting his toe to heel in a line on the road then gets to about both of their arms length apart from one another so he's not in the cop's personal space. Then he starts backing up, doing toe-to-heel in the opposite direction. When he reaches the point where he had originally started, he does a little spin on his heel. His expression has not changed the entire time. Caroline watches him, thinking, What is you doing? Jimmy doesn't entirely know what he's doing, either. He's just reacting based on emotion. He goes so far as to put in a little wiggle at the end of his dance. The detective still fails to react. Something about this whole display of slightly malicious compliance has made something apparent to him. He asks, So how long were you inside? Jimmy thinks, damn, he is good. Says, why don't you look me up? 
Oh, don't worry, I'm getting around to it, but I thought it might be easier if you told me straight up first. Jimmy puts a hand on his hip, trying to be a bit casual again. Well, I was supposed to do 20. Ended up doing about two. Oh, what for? Guns, drugs, and money? Where at? This is actually something Jimmy doesn't love to talk about unless he's really trying to deliberately freak someone out. And as much as he enjoys having a light go at a cop, he's actually not trying to go that hard. But now he's sort of backed himself into a corner where he has to. Uh, they released me out of Angola Penitentiary. He looked very forthright, still kind of over it, but a little more open. He doesn't actually want to get batoned or tasered in the middle of this road. Woody's not inclined to do any of that anyway. He does react now by raising an eyebrow. Well, now you piqued my interest, because I never heard of anybody getting out of Angola, having done two years, for any of those crimes. Yeah, I'm one of a kind. Caroline is eager to intervene. She turns to the detective, puts her hand on the door of the car. Woody, I gotta tell you about all this. Can I get on out of here? Because it's awkward trying to turn around like this and... The detective beckons to her. Okay. Now, hold up. Sir, you want to come on over here and stand next to her? He wants to keep them both in his field of vision. <clears throat> James complies, comes over and leans on his car behind the door. Then Caroline gets out, slowly and carefully, offers her hands out again with the palms out, smiling. Woody's still unbothered. She carefully shuts the door behind her, leans on in next to Jimmy. Okay, so, get this. Jimmy, can I tell him? Yeah, I'm not hiding anything. So, he went into that prison to get information out of a serial killer so the federal government could keep that asshole locked up. Woody raises an eyebrow again. The other eyebrow now. Otherwise, his face is completely impassive. Yeah, I don't hear that every day either. I know, right? Whenever we talk to each other next, I was going to tell you about this, because I can't not. The detective turns his face to look more at Jimmy than at Caroline. The tone shifts just a little bit. So he give it up? Jimmy raises his eyebrow now, lets it drop, like he's shrugging with his face. He's in there, and I'm out here. So, yeah. Now the cop nods. Alright. He got a name? Oh, him? Larry Hall. Killed a bunch of girls up and down the interstate between here and Chicago. The detective is still keeping it cool and professional. He doesn't get too excited, but he nods in recognition, like maybe he's heard about this specific crime spree. He says to Jimmy, Yeah, well, 
Unfortunately, that type of thing happens more than I'd like. Jimmy crosses his arms across his chest, but he's not trying to be defiant or aggressive. <laughs> Me too. I wish I could lock up everybody that hurt people like that. Detective Woodrow nods again. Then he keeps nodding. Oh, keeps me coming to work every day. Caroline is still in a buoyant mood, despite having seen a side of her boyfriend's personality that she had not for a while, and not to this degree in this type of situation. And she says, All right, speaking of all that, Woody, how you been? Detective Woodrow does not stop looking at Jimmy, but he turns his head to take in Caroline as well. Doesn't seem to be in a bad mood himself. Oh, you know. Just trying to keep more sugar in my life than shit. <laughs> well, ain't that the struggle? She turns to Jimmy. Woody and I go way back. He had been picking up on that. She looks back at Woody. I've been meaning to check in on you for a while. I just forget. Woody doesn't seem concerned or pressed in the matter at all. No time left the present. Shit, I could pick up the phone too, but hadn't done that, so it ain't all on you. Jimmy finds himself studying Bert Woodrow, now wondering, she didn't fuck him, did she? The cop is one of those timeless-looking white guys who's been keeping himself up, likely looks young for whatever his actual age is, but Jimmy thinks he has to be at least in his 50s, and... If he didn't already know Caroline's father had been deceased for some time, he might even wonder if this guy was her biological dad. He thinks maybe Woody might be her uncle, although he recalls that when Lorene Hebert referred to him, she did so by name and not by saying, Your uncle? But because he's having those thoughts, he thinks, No, no, they've got more of a familial dynamic. I don't think she's been on his dick. Speaking of Lorene, Caroline asks Woody, So, did my mama send you after me today? Woody does not deny this. He cracks a kind of wry smile. There's no sweat off my brow. I was sitting around doing sweet fuck all. Decided to see how you're doing. <laughs> Well, thank you, and I'm glad you did. What did she say? Woody raises an eyebrow again. And now this definitely is a conversation, and not an interrogation of people he's pulled over on the road. You know, hot air. <laughs> she said, be on the lookout. You were riding around the back roads in a flashy car. He tosses a look at the Mercedes, raises both his eyebrows again. You really think this is flashy? Son, have you taken a look at the other cars on the road with you today? 
We don't see machines like this out here. Unless there's man in town from Hollywood. Well. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't tell him how correct that assessment technically is. Woody adds, she suggested the driver was under the influence and y'all had narcotics in the car. Oh, hell no, no. Jimmy is very confident making this statement because he's absolutely not lying. Marijuana is not a narcotic. And he doesn't even know where the end of the joint went. Somewhere discreet. He doesn't know if Caroline maybe even swallowed it. She has also pulled a face and shaken her head, as if in mild disbelief. Look, I do not sell drugs, deal with guns, or mismanage money anymore. The prison system did for me what it is meant to do. I have been thoroughly deterred from that behavior. Woody seems to find this lightly amusing. Son, did I put you face down in this road? Make you bend over and cough? No. Jimmy has to acknowledge this. No. So for a minute, I thought you were trying to get me there. Jimmy does not acknowledge that. Caroline says, Yeah, hell no. I had a drink, but I did not let him, because he was going to drive. And I don't know he had time and interest to be hanging out with somebody running drugs, doing all kinds of shady shit. She smiles at Jimmy. This one's a step up from all the riffraff I've known in my time. The cop doesn't seem to feel the need to question her about this. He's ready to believe it. He's also ready to leave. Well, good. I'm not trying to get my blood pressure up. But I better be getting on back out there because it's getting around that time. DUI time. Woody shakes his head. Anytime is DUI time. For some individuals... We've been slow today. We about fixing to have some other kind of some. Yeah, you better get on that. Start bothering the criminals instead of harassing innocent people. She's clearly joking. Woody does not take offense. In fact, he cracks a smile. Hey, you just stay innocent. <laughs> Yeah, all right. He's ready to start walking back to his cruiser. Jimmy almost can't believe it. The cop tosses off a wave. Y'all have a good afternoon. Keep out of trouble. Uh, yeah. You too. Jimmy raises his hand, fires off a little wave in return. It doesn't look like the most sincere wave on Earth, but Detective Woody doesn't appear to give a single fuck. Just walks back to his car, opens it up, gets in, closes the door, hangs out for a minute, looks like he's writing again, and then he just starts the cruiser and drives away. 
Jimmy turns his head to look at Caroline, who seems pretty pleased with this whole interaction overall. All right. She shakes her head. Jimmy needs another minute to let the surprise pass him by. He's grateful he doesn't have to take a ride in the back of a police cruiser, small town Louisiana, and he appreciates Caroline's part in helping him avoid that outcome. Hey. He walks back around to his side of the car. Caroline turns to open the passenger door. Thanks for looking out. I appreciate you. She shakes her head again. They get in the car. Jimmy sees Caroline wince again, and he wonders if it's something he did. Although he's still not trying or maybe even willing to acknowledge the role he himself played in this interaction. But she's not bearing a grudge or seeming upset. She just looks at him very plainly, still smiling, and says, Just do us all a favor if you can and stop shooting yourself in your own feet. <laughs> Because I can't carry you to safety every time. What if I'm not there? He reaches out, playfully touches her cheek with his index finger. Well, that's all the more reason I ought to keep you around. Take you everywhere with me. Like a little rabbit's foot. You want we should get on out of here? Well, I don't know. The cops already showed up, and they let us go. So, this might actually be the perfect spot. 